your host, Carmilla, and this is Cat Scratch Radio, a horror podcast. Welcome to Cat Scratch Radio, a horror podcast. I'm Carmilla, but my writer name is Matu C. Lawrence. I write horror and dark fantasy, often with a hint of romance, and I've been a horror enthusiast since I was seven years old watching IT on a small black and white TV in my grandmother's guest room. Nearly 30 years later, and I'm here to spread my love of horror to others. Today we're not talking about things that go bump in the night, but instead the little things from times past that have turned into superstitions. We all know the age-old step on a crack, break your mother's back, and how many times have you spilled salt just to take a pinch and throw it over your shoulder? Ever wondered why hotels will skip a 13th room or floor? Or why Friday the 13th is said to be bad luck? Superstitions and superstitious people are one of the oddities of human reality, often manipulated from a story or two and passed down to what they are today. Black cats being one of the most interesting superstitions, but also one of the most dangerous for the cats, that is. Before we begin, what is superstition? Well, it's a belief or practice resulting from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance, or a false conception of causation, according to the Webster Dictionary. Though there's a lot to be said about ignorance and believing whatever you're told growing up, it is often up to us to unlearn things. Like, gum does not sit in your gut for years if you swallow it. With that out of the way though, let's dig into it. Black cats were once worshipped in ancient Egyptian times. They were regarded so highly that they too would be mummified when they died and often placed with their owners in death. Not to mention, it was even punishable by death to harm a black cat or any cat in ancient Egypt. Even sailors saw cats as a sign of good luck because they kept away disease by killing the main thing that carried disease onto ships, rats. In the United States, we have a National Black Cat Day, and they are highly sought after by the goth community because their shedding is less noticeable than white cats. Which is great if you have an all-black wardrobe like I do, but both of my cats are white. That I did that to myself. It was a choice that I made. <laughs> black cats, however, have been shown on Star Trek and The Simpsons, and they're never as bad luck, as well as witching shows like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. However, there are still people who believe that black cats converse with the devil. During the Witchfear episode of Earth, also known as the Burning Times and the Salem Witch Trials, two entwined yet separate events, Puritans believe stories that black cats were shape-shifting witches in disguise, hence why Salem and Sabrina was turned into a black cat after being convicted for wrongdoings by the witch council. There are even stories spread about the evil of black cats. One such story is about a man and his son walking through town when they came upon a black cat. Together they throw stones at the cat as it tries to scurry away and take refuge in an old woman's home. The next day, the old woman was seen limping and bruised and the cat was never seen again. This story was passed around through pubs and word of mouth to anyone who might listen. Such stories went back then and only furthered the damnation of black cats as shape-shifting witches. The real story here is about fear-mongering, something that is a topic all by itself. But the witch fear came from someone making up a story about a woman who spoke a mind red or was queer or somehow did not fit the rhetoric of a biblical woman and what she should be like and they labeled her a witch for it and scared others so deeply they all began to share in the delusion of this fear religious rhetoric at the time labeled witches as having black cats returning into them and also said that witches would lick the anus lick the anus just pause for a moment think about it they would lick the anus of the black cat to communicate with the devil and I'm only half, tr- like, uh, half serious. I'm only 
half sure that's true. I got it from the book Mysteries of the Unknown by the editors of Time Life Books from 1997. It has to be a rumor that was passed down, but it gives me pause. <laughs> because if you really think about it, they're so dead set on demonizing paganism and witchcraft that they were like, they lick cat anuses. <laughs> And I don't know what to do with that information, so now I'm giving it to you. Anyway, for the most part, black cat stigma is beginning to lift in 2023, but there are still so many that believe that black cats are the, are the devil and are shape-shifting witches, that there is a belief that there is an increased amount of harm and murder done towards black cats in October. Now, this is said to be a myth, that there is an actual harm and stuff towards black cats in October. It's said that, you know, the myth goes that they're being used for sacrifices by Satanists and witchcraft and pagans. And there's also stories of people killing black cats so they can't be used in rituals and stuff like that. So that one, you, you take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, there are a lot of shelters that still don't allow the adoption of black cats during October just to try and lessen the amount of people hurting them or getting them as Halloween decor and then just getting rid of them. Can you imagine getting a black cat as decor, just buy a statue. Buy one of the fake Halloween like statues. By all means, do us all a favor and don't buy a living being that deserves love and attention and affection. People baffle me. Needless to say though, a black cat crossing your path is not gonna lead to any bad luck and these innocent furry friends aren't going to hurt you even if they talk with the devil. Which would be an interesting thing for them to do. They don't even talk about, like, these people think black cats speak with the devil, but no one e Where's the popularity of the black goat? Where's my black Philip? That should be the one we're all talking about. Let's talk about black goats and how they commune with the devil. But there's also Keanu Reeves' movie, Constantine, that says that black cats are like a little portal to hell. And... The truth is, is these guys make great pets and are often extremely loyal to their owners. They're playful, they're fun-loving, and have great amounts of energy in, even into their middle ages. Also, I reiterate that their shedding of their fur does not show up on black clothes as much, which is delightful. I did try to get a black cat when I adopted Owlbert, but it turned out that Owlbert and I made eye contact and it was love at first sight. As in, I knew I was bringing this little terror home. And if you think any animal is of the devil, it's not black cats, it's this one right here sitting in front of me. That being said, maybe just don't hurt black cats, right? If you see one, don't hurt it. Don't hurt cats in general, don't hurt animals in general. It's cool, it's not cool. But cats don't actually have nine lives, so maybe don't. Anyway, if you're out there spreading the rumors about black cats, then please stop. Like. No one needs to have more fear-mongering over the, the literal color of a cat. Can you imagine? Weird. Sounds really familiar about other things. Sometimes, however, people believe the black cats to be omens of death, but they aren't the only animal that takes that rap. Magpies, ravens, crows, black dogs, and owls all share in the superstition of possible death nearby or death is coming. Most notably in the media is the ever-cliché the Grim, or otherwise known as the Black Shuck. Sometimes the Black Shuck can be confused for hellhounds, but these walking omens are said to be all black with one or two flaming red eyes. And doing my research, there are like 
a dozen different ways that this the black shuck is described but the most important part is this is a black dog this comes from an old english folklore and while often it's seen as an omen of death some reports claim the shuck to be companionable uh, i'm gonna read this bit from wikipedia about black shucks because i think that it's really really interesting this is occurrence of two different events so on august 4th 1577 at blythburg a black shuck is said to have burst in through the doors of the holy trinity church to clap to a clap of thunder he ran up the nave past a large congregation killing a man and boy causing the church steeple to collapse through the roof as the dog left he left scorch marks on the north floor which can be seen at the church to this day i would love to go and see those scorch marks actually the encounter on the same day however at mary's church bungay was described in a strange and terrible wonder by abraham fleming in 1577 he goes on to say in his story this black dog or the devil in such a likeness god he knoweth all who worketh all running all along the along down the body of the church with great swiftness and incredible haste among the people in a visible form and shape passed between two persons as they were kneeling upon their knees and occupied in prayer as it seemed wrung the necks of both of them in an instant clean backward and so much that even at the moment where they kneeled they strangely died Fleming was a translator and editor for several printing houses in London and therefore probably only published his account based on exaggerated oral accounts. What I found interesting personally is that they're saying that the exact same thing happened at the Holy Trinity Church and at St. Mary's Church in two completely different locations and that's why I included it. Um, because I've never seen like a cryptid or anything or folklore where it's been seen on the exact same day by two different people. I found that, I find that really, really interesting. But anyway, as I've gotten older, uh, the only creature I see as a sign of death is a vulture. And <laughs> I'll see that as a sign of death more than any black animal could be. This is simply because by nature, vultures scavenge and eat dead things. So it's natural to see them circling someone or something dying or already dead and on another note did you know three or more crows is called a murder and if you only see two that's attempted murder okay okay that's my bad joke for the episode i'm sorry anyway <laughs> superstitions and ideologies around them can range from harmless if someone sneezes say bless you to their to, so their soul doesn't escape their body and also I always loved that one because I like the idea of your soul escaping through your nostrils. Somebody draw that for me. To harmful, black cats being murdered because they're a bad omen, or the myth that people use them in witchcraft or pagan sacrifices, not to mention some are just plain common sense, i.e. maybe don't walk under ladders. That's a safety thing. So one of the most infamous superstitions in Western culture is Friday the 13th. And I love the Friday the 13th movies. I love Jason Voorhees. I have merch. I, like I said, horror enthusiast. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that it does continue the superstition all on its own by existing. Not that I hate it. I love it. But it does continue the superstition. Anyway, the number 13 itself and Friday itself are both like condemned in the superstitions. So much so that hotels and buildings have a floor 12 and a floor 14, but no 13th floor. And the movie 1408, based on a Stephen King story, adds up to the number 13. And the room that the main character stays in is haunted. Everyone that's ever went and stayed in this hotel room 
has committed suicide. It's like haunted, haunted, like crazy haunted. And he's a huge skeptic and he's like, I'm gonna stay anyway. And he writes books about like ghosts and stuff like that. And he has never encountered an actual spirit at any of the places that he's been told are haunted until 1408. Room 1408 becomes his like actuality for it. It's a really good movie if you haven't seen it. I definitely recommend it. Other movies like Friday the 14th with Jason Voorhees and 13 Ghosts also play on the fear of the number 13 and Friday the 13th itself. However, the fear of 13 and fear of Fridays do intersect on Friday the 13th and this is likely due to religious rhetoric. It's said that the Knights of Templar were arrested on a Friday the 13th. Supposedly people have bad luck on Friday the 13th and you can get really cool tattoos for cheap on Friday the 13th. Tell your friends. Even though, just saying, surprisingly, in the last two years of data, they've shown that it's safer to drive on Friday the 13th. I'm pretty sure that's because people are too afraid to drive on Friday the 13th, so it makes the roads clearer. But it, it goes on. There's more. There are so much more. Friday was supposedly the day that Eve gave Adam the forbidden fruit. Judas was said to be the 13th person to be sealed at the Last Supper. Seated. I'm leaving that in. He was sealed at the Last Supper. Judas should have been sealed at the Last Supper. Instead, he was seated. Which is funny enough because it's compared to a story in Norse mythology, Norse mythology about Loki being the 13th person to sit at the table of gods plotting someone's death, if that sounds familiar to anyone. And there's a litany of reasons that go on, including Freya, wife of Odin, goddess of fertility, who still saw a ton of worship back in the day, and the day Friday descends from her name. So it's likely that to discourage the worship of Freya, Christians use tactics to fearmonger the day Friday. This is likely done by the Catholic Church, but don't quote me on it. I just know that Catholicism is well known for adopting pagan beliefs to convert and to demonize paganism to prevent conversion to paganism. Anyway, we can see throughout time that re religions in general have beliefs that become superstitions, whether they're Christian theology, Buddhism, or paganism. Religious superstitions go on to things like if you spill salt, throw a pinch over your shoulder and you'll hit the devil in the eyes, which is a really funny thing to imagine, depending on how you imagine the devil. But this supposedly keeps him away and is good luck. Salt, however, is also sacramental and it's used in a lot of baptisms, which is why in shows like Supernatural they have salt pellets to shoot and deter the ghosts, like they make them go poof for a minute. And we also have... Uh, salt lines that stop ghosts from entering a space. This can also be seen in the iconic Hocus Pocus 1 when they surround the young girl in salt to prevent the witches from taking her. Another example of salt circles can be found in the Ghost Punch series by A. Lawrence, used to prevent spirits from entering the circle, same as Hocus Pocus and Supernatural. This comes from a history in Europe in the middle of the last millennia when salt was believed that witches and an the animals they bewitched could not eat anything salted. But that doesn't explain why the devil would be behind our left shoulder. What's what's he doing back there? I can't see that far past my left shoulder. I wonder what he's doing. But now, just in religious beliefs, the angel and the devil are sorted by angel on the right, devil on the left. Like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove when he's having struggles of conscious. It's also God's right hand, not his left. The left superstitions have led to many years where children were forced to use their right hand and were corrected anytime they used their left. This has an origin in times when people would wipe after using the bathroom with water and not paper with their left hand, thus making the left hand unsanitary. This is also why you might see people only wanting to shake right hands, so something to think about. 
However, it doesn't stop the idea of the left being untrustworthy in many cultures, not just Western society. I grew up with the belief that if your right palm itches, you'll be coming into money soon, and if your left hand itches, that you'll suffer financial hardship or loss. It's amazing how little things like these slip into our everyday behaviors. Like, it's bad luck to give a wallet without any money in it. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to at least put like a dollar or something in there, because if you give the wallet without any money in it, it's like you're saying, here, have some financial loss. You're never gonna have money in this wallet ever. Good luck, buddy. And you never give a knife without exchanging currency for it. Like somebody's gotta pay you at least a penny for that knife, otherwise it can cut the friendship in two. I grew up learning that. These are just mindless things that I've been taught growing up and that were passed on through the generations of my family, and I know other families have them too. And if you break a mirror, it's seven years bad luck. Who's heard that one? I have. But mirrors are ripe in horror, as we've seen with Bloody Mary and Candyman, both said to be summoned if you say their name three times in a mirror. You also hear superstitions about covering mirrors after the death of a loved one, because if their spirit sees its reflection, it'll become trapped in the mirror forever. Also, covering mirrors at night is supposed to keep your mirror image from disturbing the spirit realm. Oh. My mirror image out there wandering around while I'm asleep? It's a good thing there's only one mirror in this house. And it also apparently keeps the spirits from disturbing you. There's also a belief in Greece that if a newborn baby sees its reflection, its soul will be sucked into the mirror, never to be free again, just like the spirits might. And in ancient China, mirrors were said to scare spirits away. Because like if they saw their own reflection, they would like vanish, they'd run away from it because they were terrified of it. Terrified of like the ghosts they've become. But if you break the mirror, it would break that protection. So all because in ancient times, especially Greek and Roman, mirrors, mirrors were said to be mysterious and have powers. Whether Chinese mythology or Greek or Roman or the are the first to identify mirrors as powerful, I can't say. The earliest known mirror is over 8,000 years old and was found in Anatolia, south central modern day Turkey. Another old tradition can be found in Judaism. According to Wikipedia, during Shiva, the week-long mourning period after death, the Jewish people cover their mirrors, explained as the death of human being disrupts the connection between the living man and living God. Since the purpose of mirrors is to reflect such an image, they are covered during mourning. A second reason mirrors are covered in Judaism branches from contemplation of one's relationship with God during the death of a loved one. If any of my listeners are Jewish, I would love to learn more about this topic just in general. Mirrors are also said to be a reflection of one's actual soul, which is always what I thought was the reason vampires couldn't see themselves in mirrors, but it turns out it was something to do with silver lining, and now we don't do that, so because we don't do that, vampires can like see themselves in mirrors again, and I know vampires aren't real, we're not contemplating that. I'm contemplating the lore here. And honestly, I'm wondering if, think if Bram Stoker's Dracula was made today in modern times, would they not, they would not be able to have that iconic scene where they're dancing in the ballroom and you can't see his reflection. It's just her. And so I'm pretty, pretty firm on the, I like the idea of the soul being the reason they can't see themselves in the mirror. I think that's a better option. Anyway, I'm got, I gotta mention Ghost Punch series again by A. Lawrence because it does a really great job of showcasing ghosts walking in and out of mirrors and like using mirrors as a way to get from place to place. And specifically the main character Shay, who by the way can punch ghosts, 
which is really cool, interacts with a mirror ghost that in a lot of odd ways feeds her information. There are so many examples when it comes to mirrors that I think it's like the biggest part of this top topic in this podcast, but it, it would have to have its own space and time at some point. Anyway, not all superstitions are about getting bad luck when you walk under a ladder or see a black cat cross the road, and not everyone is seeing death in the form of an animal. Like I mentioned before, your right palm inching, itching is seen as good luck. Tossing salt over your shoulder keeps the devil away. And I didn't mention it, but if you knock on wood, it reverses bad luck, apparently. Hanging bells on your door keeps evil spirits at bay, and the list goes on. What are some superstitions you practice and what are some you hate? My honorable mention is that I hate the superstition that if your ear is burning, someone in that direction is talking about you. I already have enough anxiety. Thank you. Anyway, there are so many superstitions to cover, but we're going to end here for today. If you're someone in the horror industry and you'd like to be invited on the show for an interview, I'd love to hear from you. Please email catscratchradio at gmail.com. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Cat Scratch Radio, a horror podcast with your host, Carmilla Mays, also known as Matu C. Lawrence. If you want to find me on social media, just look up MX Carmilla.